Welcome to the show. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. Hopefully uh, I don't betray any of the frustration and anxiety in my voice from having to try to get the show started for the last 40 minutes. (laughs) Well, you'll just be listening to this as a podcast or a VOD, which, by the way, I still can't figure out how to get my VODs up. (laughs) Why can't I do these things, I say? I think it's because particularly Twitch is very confusing. Twitch has so many different sub menus because I'm like, hey, I'll like Google, how do I do this? And it's like, oh, that's easy. Just go into this and go into that and then go into this and go into that sub menu. And once you open that sub menu, then drop down the menu and then go to the right and then do this and then type in this three times, then do a spin and tie a boat on your left toe and, and uh, sing the national anthem backwards while standing on your hands. And it's real easy, it's real simple. Real simple. But, uh, yeah, I've done it. Hal Sparks is, is there. I just wanted to watch some stuff with you. I wanted to watch the trailer for David Cronenberg's new movie, Future Crimes, or The Future of Crimes, or or, 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 or what's it called? I forget what it's called. It's called uh, Minority Report. No, it's not called any of those. View Dashboard. Okay, I'm viewing my dashboard I'm going to, where are those videos that uh, I keep doing? Because it, Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, if you have any questions, please let me know. But also, please support the channel with actual money and monetary uh, support because then I could buy a new computer. Because uh, for some reason, my computer just, it has a learning problem. It doesn't know how to, it doesn't know how to compute. It does not compute, as it were. My computer does not compute. Let me see if I could do this right here. If you guys can see, uh, you can go back to yesterday on YouTube and rewatch the show that way, or you can listen to this as a podcast on Spotify or Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, actually, and do all of those things. Support this channel. I was saying if you send me money, that helps too, but if you just listen to it as a podcast, that helps also, that also pro- produces a penny. I think every time you listen to a show, I get one penny. Or I get half a cent. Maleficent. If you have questions, let me know them. You can ask me anything. Ask me anything. I don't have to answer anything, but you can ask me anything. What's your question? Do you have a question for me? If only you could feel what I'm feeling inside, the turmoil, the stress, the anxiety, the frustration. I mean, you don't want to feel that. Nobody wants to feel those things. Frustration is literally the feeling that you have. It's the only feeling. It's like you'll, you'll have it. You'll get it. But it's, it's literally the feeling of, I don't want this feeling. <laughs> frustration is, the definition of that is the, the results not meeting the expectations that is the definition of frustration, and that is definitely the show to me. The show is way better in theory when it's working, when I'm on a roll, when there are things to talk about, when there are things to say. It's always good that way, but otherwise, it's just a constant technological struggle. So please, find it in your wallet to send me a dollar so I can put that. If 3,000 of you do that... I can get a brand new M1 chip 
iMac and then do this daily without the <laughs> the preamble, the daily preamble, the prerequisite, the ablution of having to go through <laughs> the same thing. All right, let's just get to it. What's trending, ladies and gentlemen? Um, we got lost connections. I like the way it says sometimes on a, there's a, there's a, it'll be like your connection is, is messed up. And, and I go, you know, you ain't lying. What happened to my glasses? Tudela19 asks, what happened to my glasses? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I, I forgot them. I'm not wearing them. Aren't they on my face? I've been looking for them all day. My head looks so tiny. Let me just zoom in here. Now you can see my face. Up close, I look, I look like I got like a 70s helmet look, but I'm hiding my earphones. 70s. Everything is 70s when you say things look bad. Welcome to the show. Oh, I just want to breathe. Because the show technically started about five minutes ago, even though it, I tried to start it almost 40 minutes ago. So here we are either way. And thankfully... I don't know what happens. See, what happens is I press all the buttons and sometimes everything works fine. But other times I press all the buttons and then the computer just says, nope, brain freeze. This is boring. I don't want to keep talking about this. Is my show boring? Do I bore you? I feel like other people are like, hey, everybody, welcome to the show. We're so excited. It's so insincere to me. It's so insincere. I want to be like, you know, really what I'm actually thinking and feeling right now. And that's really what I'm thinking and feeling. And I'm sorry that if it's not what you want to hear, but it's 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 uh, authentic. <laughs> Authenticity. It means a lot to me. Look, I'm a rapper, and I didn't even know that I was dapper. Um... People say that a lot about Los Angeles, you know, that it's a lot filled with fake people. But if you think about it, everywhere is filled with fake people, particularly Los Angeles, though. I think there are people who try to, like, just stroke egos constantly, They're constantly stroking people's egos. Everybody's got uh, their hand on each other's ego and they're stroking constantly stroking. OK, one second. I can do this. No signal. It's just one thing after another. It really is. Hang on. Hang on. Nope. So, um, when I say I would like... I appreciate that. Um, here's how you do it. You 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 pledge on Patreon. Oh, look, there it goes again. You pledge on Patreon, or you uh, you subscribe on Twitch, or you just listen on Spotify. Let's do that. Or Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to this as a podcast. It's very simple, and it helps. It actually monetarily helps. Let me show you, actually. Anchor. If I go on Anchor by Spotify, 
and I got signed in. I had four listens to my latest podcast, which I just posted four hours ago. Four listens, uh, and I made about two cents. So thank you. That actually is going to go to my computer in about 100 years. In about 100 years, I will have enough to buy another computer. Thank you. Uh, Judella19 says, I don't think it's boring because you never know what to expect when you tune in. That's true. Look out. I'm going to light my head on fire. Wow. You didn't expect that, did you? I'm going to put it out with coffee. Well, that was predictable. Welcome. Welcome to the show. You never know what you're going to... It's like a box of uh, Forrest Gump chocolates. My mom always likes to point out that uh, when Forrest Gump says life is like a box of chocolates, you, don't, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, my mom's like, yeah, if you turn it over and you read the back, there's actually uh, corresponding flavor descriptions to the ones you're going to get. So you do know what you're going to get. My mom doesn't like that movie Forrest Gump. I like that movie Forrest Gump. My mom doesn't like that movie Forrest Gump. I like the movie Forrest Gump. Uh, we like it for different reduced reasons. I reduced that movie to, hey, it, persistence pays off. It's like the Rocky movies. My mom says people who have challenges don't have it that easy in life. And so we have differing viewpoints and interpretations of the movie Forrest, Forrest Gump. And I think that, uh, you know, to each their own, whatever your bag is. I'm just watching the numbers dwindle. People, Judy, you, I think you're the only one who finds this show entertaining. <laughs> Look, I got to step up my game. I got to interview more people. Got to be on other people's shows. I think there's a there's realness about this show that you might not get on other shows, but apparently realness is not marketable. Let's watch this trailer. Okay? We're going to watch a trailer for David Cronenberg's new movie. New movie. The movie's called Future Crimes or something. I can't hear it. To stop scene. i got to start it over. It is time to stop speaking. The thing is, it's going to be gross. I know it's going to... Look, I know this movie's going to be gross. First of all, let me do a little preamble about this movie. David Cronenberg, first of all, is like my favorite... Favorite, uh... Favorite uh, director. David Cronenberg. Studio 8H, welcome to the show. Studio 8H doesn't like that movie either. They say that my mom seems like pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. She's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. Pretty cool mom, I'd say. Best one I ever had. Um, I got to say, though. Oh, God. Listen, at Studio 8H, it's been a day. I'm trying to, I just, like, what I want, ideally, for this show is to just sit down at the computer and press the button, go, and then just start talking, right? But it's never that simple. I, I sound like Ben Affleck. Yeah, you, you want to sit down in front of your computer. You want to work on a show. You just got to got podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody wants to just get on the internet and just send out their thoughts and everything. But it's never that simple. It's not that easy. You got to try. 
you got to try harder. You got technical problems. You got people this way. You got the internet. It goes out. But then you want to get out of the computer. You just want to get your thoughts out there. You just want to talk. You just want to connect with people. You just want to get the, get out there and get your ideas out there. But you know, it's very difficult. Some people don't like it. They don't listen. Um, anyway, listen, trust me. That's how Ben Affleck is. Okay. I listened to a four hour interview with him once and I could not get his cadence out of my head. Oh, I'm breathing slowly. Try to get this uh, show on the road. I don't know why I can't hear the, the thing. Yeah, let me try this. Let me try to play it again. Here it is. I think there's like a cello, but no, there's no cello. Othello cello. Let me just describe my love for David Cronenberg. First of all, this dude, David Cronenberg, came out with the movie Scanners. He came out with the movie Videodrome. He came out with the movies. The, he came out with those two movies that were so creepy and weird. The one movie had like Debbie Harry. And you're like, what the hell is Blondie doing in this movie? And you're like, oh, she's creepy. And and also it's got James Woods. And you're like, one day he's going to be a crazy neoconservative weirdo. Maybe you didn't think that. But you were also like, how's James Woods a leading man in movies? Look at him. Anyway. I'm just being mean because I don't like James Woods because he's you got to read his tweets. I don't know. There's some people out there that are just like in their own weird, crazy world. And he's one of them. Uh, but in that movie, Videodrome, he's like putting VHS sets into th- machines and and pull and, and pulling them out of his stomach. And his hand turns into a gun. It's just really creepy. It's weird. So David Cronenberg directed that movie, and he's really all about how technology interfaces with humanity and how humans interact and also become the technology that they are, which right now is so um, apropos because I feel disconnected because my computer's disconnected, and it's an extension of myself. I was talking to somebody the other day. They said how like um, we have this psychological phenomenon where we, we – was it Will? Is it Will? Is it Cheryl? Yeah, you know, there's a psychological phenomenon that if like you're inside your vehicle or whatever, it becomes an extension of your body. Your brain actually is called like the persona non grata. I don't know what it's called. It's called something like persona spatialist spatiality. Uh, the, the basic concept is things become an extension of you. So if I'm playing guitar, I'm actually aware of the physical dimensions of the guitar because it's then it just my brain sort of compensates for the the 3d spatial interdimensional interdimensional beings uh that's a quote from indiana jones <laughs> that i'm aware of the spatial orientation of my instrument when i'm playing it which is very frustrating because i know when somebody who doesn't play guitar who isn't an instrumentalist when they're like hey could i see your guitar i'm always like be very careful be very careful. I'm not always like that. I'm just like, sure, just, you know. I But I watch them closely. Because here's what inevitably happens. They bang the guitar against something. Because they're not aware of the spatial aspect of having a guitar. Like, if you have a guitar in your hands, like, you're constantly aware of where the headstock is. And you're, especially when you're running around a stage and everything, you're just... It's like this relationship between you and the technological device becomes an extension of the humanity that you are. And this is what David Cronenberg is especially good at. He did a movie in the same year. Two, two movies back-to-back, guys. The Dead Zone and The Fly. Come on. This dude did The Dead Zone with Christopher Walken. It's over. You're finished. 
gazebo. You want to kill your own son? The ice is going to break. All right. There's so many great quotes from The Dead Zone that I will never stop quoting. It's an incredible movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it now. Don't watch my show. Go watch The Dead Zone. It's an incredible movie. It's like 1984, 5, 6. I don't remember. But then the very next movie he comes out with is the, one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time, The Fly. It's a perfect movie, except for, you know, the Canadian backdrop. That's the only drawback of The Fly, which uh, takes place in, like, Vancouver or some crap. <laughs> it doesn't take place there. It's just the backdrop, because that's where David Cronenberg is from. I mean, what a great guy, except for being Canadian. I'm kidding. I love the Canadians, the Canucks. They're my friends. They're the great white north, you know? I love the Canadians. I do. I actually used to hate them, but now, since I, I did a... I recorded an album up in Canada, and now I can't hate Canada. I like it a lot. I like the people there. They're Canadian. So I said, uh, I love The Fly so much, I've seen it a million trillion times, and one thing you might notice about the movies that David Cronenberg makes is the body horror. They're so horrific. There's like goop and gunk and gack and like eyeballs and things and weird interactions between technology and... and uh, organic stuff because then he went on to movie to do movies like naked lunch and there's all these weird like things where you look at them and you're like that is an orifice but it's also a typewriter he always takes weird primal visceral imagery of like disturbing stuff <laughs> that is somehow it hits us on an innate level when we look at Cronen, when we look at the stuff that he decides to put in his movies, it just hits us in this. It's always very sh like goopy and, and weird looking, and it's just really cool. I mean, just think of the fly. The imagery in the fly is ridiculous. How do I get these comments to work? Let's see. Mm. I wish I could see your comments, but I can't. You can hear it? Oh, you can hear it. Let me see if I can hear it. I can't hear it, so I'm gonna... I'm gonna remove this. And do it again. Take back, Jack, do it again. Um, so you've got Ziff Fly and Naked Lunch, and then he goes and does like Dead Ringers, which is creepy. It's a creepy, creepy movie, and he, he does a movie called Existence in the 90s. It's a movie, again, about how the interaction of technology and organic human body parts and weird stuff, you know? And it's just gross. It's actually very, very relevant. If you watch the movie Existence right today, it's like... Good golly. If you watch the movie Existence today, it's creepy. It makes sense. There's a, people that are gaming. They're gamers. They play this game where they plug the game into their spine, and it looks like a little organic thing that inserts into the, their flesh. He's always concerned with the flesh and how flesh interacts with technology. Um, so this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to prepare you for this new David Cronenberg trailer because I haven't seen it yet, but I'm expecting... A lot of this. He's come out with so many great movies. One after another. Always dealing with some weird, dark, visceral stuff. He did the movies A History of Violence 
and Eastern Promises with Viggo Mortensen. He did those movies, oh, 15, 20 years ago, and they're they're just really good movies. Viggo Mortensen, he's had he's got a partnership with that guy. Viggo Mortensen. <clears throat> I mean, how about Scandinavian? Does it get? What is he Danish? Is Danish Scandinavian? I'm asking these questions for real. I don't know the answers. How do I do this? You know? Can I turn on? Can I turn off this block? No. There we go. But uh, Viggo Mortensen and David Cronenberg have had a partnership for the last I don't know how many years, but also you've got the great Jeff Goldblum who played the fly many, many years ago. That was crazy. That was a crazy role. He was so good in that, Jeff Goldblum. Every time I look at Jeff Goldblum, I'm like, that's the fly. I'm like, that is the fly, ain't it? AirPods Pro. Monitor out. AirPods Pro, more like AirPods Amateur. Come on. Hey now. Look at me, I'm Howard Stern. Sound. Oh boy. This is a particularly harrowing technological day. You know, you if you watch every day, you, you bear with this every day, and I, I commend you for it. Thank you for doing that. That's this is an unnecessary struggle that I have daily. I don't really don't know how to fix it other than to get a new computer. In order to get a new computer, I need uh, about three thousand dollars. So that'll be good because it'll last probably for the next seven, eight years like this one has. So so there. So how about it? Can't hear it. Still can't hear it. It is time. I mean I wanna start. see what the kind of creepy stuff he's got in this movie. No, he's gonna have creepy stuff. Um. All right. Well, it's already creepy. I'm already creeped out. There goes Viggo Mortensen inside the inside the thing. You know, everything that uh, David Cronenberg does has to do with like orifices, <laughs> orify. I'm going to go see that movie, Everything and Anything, at all at once or whatever, today. My friend asked me to go see that movie. They said, hey, do you want to go see anything and everything all at once? And I said, that sounds like a lot. Seems like a big task. But uh, uh, then they said, no, it's a movie. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll go see it. I love movies. I want to see this movie. I, I want to even watch the trailer, but I won't. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. Did you guys hear that? And then put them back in. Does that work? Let's see if that works. Is there several? That's like the equivalent of turning things off. Here, here's what I'll do. Stand by. Is 
it's just weird. AirPods Pro, bro. AirPods Pro, bro. Come on now. It's interesting how this technology... Technology never lives up to the promise. I say, you know, I want a computer. I want to push a button. I want it to just go. I just want it to work. And then, you know, that's the promise of it. The actual execution of it is just like... I just want to execution myself about it. I would like to just... Into a pit filled with knives with with all of this going on right now it does really cause me major distress oh there it is i heard it this is how i feel right now i can destroy everything but i'm not but i can i can but i'm not let's see i can hear it It's alive. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now we can start the show. Thank you for joining me. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. And um, also now I'm out of focus. Like, Murphy's Law was invented for the show. Murphy, it's you. Nice shooting. What's your name? Murphy. Look. Look, now I'm wrestling with the folk. Like, did nothing can go right. <laughs> this is called deconstructing Ari. Thank you. Thank you for being here. All right. So, I think I prepared you well for what you're about to see. So, get ready. Get ready to be grossed out. We're going to watch a David Cronenberg trailer called The Future of Crimes or something like that. All right, let's go. Ew. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did crash. Yeah. He's inside the thing. That's Vigo. Ew. Or she, I want to ask her. Kristen Stewart. Gross. Gross. Crimes of the future. That movie was called Minority Report. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We got to watch it again because it's weird. All right. Now, what... So he always has these weird technological things that also look like vague human body parts. <laughs> that's like a thing that he do. It's creepy. So that's just his style. Ooh, from the from the mind. Now, and it's always got to do with like the stomach. There's always like plugging things into the stomach. I think it's because it's just, we feel that. We can feel, like, it's one of our most sensitive areas is the stomach. It's a, it's got like a ganglion in there, you know? It's like our other brain is down there. It's like the most nerve center is down there, and the most nerves is into your head. 
it's like our other brain really besides you know your your uh walls what is this the fly what is that that looks vaguely that looks vaguely like a body parts or does Viggo Mortensen's inside there? Now we can't hear it. You can't hear it? You can't hear it, but I can hear it. Mm. Everything is squishy. Thank you. Everything is squishy in life. Oh, uh, let me see if I can do this. If I push these buttons. Hey, how about this now? Can you tell me if you could hear this? Did you hear that? I pushed, I clicked some things. I, I checked some boxes. Oh, I am happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here. Thank you. It is time to watch a squishy thing. Well, that's definitely something that... Uh, David Cronenberg brings introduces us to is a squishiness. There's a lot of squishiness going on in his movies, and there's like uh, there's like holes, the weird things going into weird parts of bodies, and things exploding and oozing. It's it's a very like he's just got this weird way of doing it. And it's always signature. When you see a David Cronenberg movie, they look, uh, you know, it's his type of body horror, as it's called. And I'm a guy who's like, I don't watch horror that much. I'm not like a horror movie aficionado in the sense that I, I just like movies. I like movies that make me feel something or think something. And then there's like people that are like, I just like horror movies. Just show me something scary. And, and I'm like, well, it's not going to be scary to me if I could, if it's just jump scares and if it's just, it's just not, it just doesn't, it's not effective in the sense that if it's like, if you want to be scared, then if something is a, uh, oh, you could hear it. Cool. To me, true horror, true crime, is uh, is when you really feel psychologically disturbed. And I think that David Cronenberg is really good at psychologically being disturbing. The stuff he does taps into some weird part of the uh, psyche. And that, to me, is true horror. And... Um, but I don't look at it as horror. I just look at it as something that makes that evokes a feeling, that evokes some kind of state of mind. It's kind of creepy. So let's watch it again together. One more time for the first time. For the first time. For the last time. For the first time. It is time to stop seeing. No, it's not. It is time to stop speaking. Vigo, you got something in your stomach. It is time to listen. To listen? Was that an ear or what? It is time to stop seeing. He's a Jedi. It is time to stop speaking. Yeah, you gotta sew them shut. It is time to listen. Ooh. Listen. Kristen Stewart, why are you plugging things in?
Very cool. Um, look, it's going to be cool. It's going to be weird. You're going to feel some weird things. You're going to see some gross stuff. But effectively, a lot of David Cronenberg's gr- gruesome, gruesome comedy. Comedy. Gruesome horror. Why did I say comedy? Let's call Dr. Freud and ask. Why does he say comedy when he means horror? That's hilarious. I think they're two sides of the same coin, though, actually. I think when you laugh and when you are frightened, they're both surprises. They're both certain things that you you can't just readily make yourself do. You know what I mean? Um, they're like quick surprises. Two sides of the same coin. I think there are people who like to be... I think there's someone who told me that a comedy joke is a benign violation. And maybe a horror is a violent violation. Sarah Huffston Art says, What's a Cronenberg film moment that really stuck with you in a visceral way? Ooh, thank you for the question. Everybody, you can ask me anything, by the way. Just ask me anything. I won't answer everything, but I will try. One of the Cronenberg moments that stuck out to me... Uh, there's a lot in the movie The Fly. There's some. There's a lot of... of I'll just go backward through time. In the movie A History of Violence, there's this really cool scene. And now, what I was going to say about David Cronenberg films is there aren't very lengthy, disgusting things in his movies. They're very quick. They're very short. If you were to add up the time of the amount of body horror that he shows in those movies versus the time of the movies, it's like two or three minutes. One or, one or two minutes, like 45 seconds worth of really, truly disgusting stuff. But it's so effective. And it sticks with you. Um, but in a history of violence, is this really cool scene. So that movie has got Viggo Mortensen in it. And in that movie, he plays this small town diner owner. And he's got this family. He's got a wife. He's got this like, nice, quiet life. And then suddenly, these like really sketchy guys come to his diner establishment one time. And they're like, hey, we know that you're a former hitman. Or something, and they're like, what? This is just some small-town guy. Viggo Mortensen just hanging out. Yes, a benign violation versus a malicious violation. And then suddenly, Viggo Mortensen is like, hey, guys, I don't want any trouble. And these guys are like, yeah, we know who you are, Johnny. And like, So now, as an audience, we're confused because we're like, these guys have the wrong guy. And then Viggo Mortensen's like, you got the wrong guy. And then suddenly they try to attack him, and then he kills him. Viggo Mortensen kills these guys, basically. They try to kill, like they try to kill him, and he like takes care of them. Uh, but there's this one scene where he takes a hot coffee pot, hot pot of coffee, and smashes it into one of the guy's faces, right? And then the guy lands on the ground, and then they cut to the guy on the ground suffering this wound from a hot coffee pot smashing into his face. So his face is all like got glass stuck in it, and his eye. And his face is all covered in hot coffee and blood, and he's choking on his own on the coffee and his blood, and it's like this quick second of him like, and then it cuts away. That stuck with me. That was pretty gross. Um, there was another one in Existence where they like they because in Existence there's this organic type of uh, gross fleshy blob which is the video game controller. It's like actually a 
bioengineered video game. So it's a really human flesh and neurons and stuff. So and it has these tendrils that come out and they can plug right into your spine. It's great. You got to watch this. I'm, I'm being serious. This is like really what happens in the movie. So <laughs> so there's like these weird tendrils that come out and then they're like they plug into these like little ports that you have in your spine so that you can live inside this virtual reality game. And there's just like these little like weird orifices in their spine and they kind of like, they like rub them and they like lick the things and like stick them in there. And it's, you know, it's gross. It's gross. Very deliberately sexual, but also gross. Um, And then there's another scene in Naked Lunch where basically his typewriter is a, an orifice. Yeah, it's all it's all very ew. I love it. It's great. I love ew. Uh and also in um The Fly. There's they say every scene in The Fly when he's like vomiting on donuts. It's amazing. In The Fly. This really stuck with me as a kid cuz I never really saw someone puking in a movie. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking about vomit and uh puking. See our thoughtful throttle show. Please subscribe. Send me your money. Um, or just listen, and that pays me too. Subscribe on on all the platforms of the, as a podcast. In the fly, Jeff Goldblum slowly mutates into a fly. It's amazing. It's, a, it's an incredible transformation. It's an incredible portrayal by an actor. And in the movie, he's like, oh, you guys want to know how flies eat? Well, they do this little thing where uh, they vomit on their food. <laughs> but he doesn't even warn you the first time. He just grabs a donut once and he goes, and he just throws up on a donut. He pukes this white stuff onto a donut and then slurps it up. It's really a beautiful movie. It's, it's grotesque, as it were. Have a good night, Judell at IT. Thanks for sticking with it. And actually, now we're now we're cooking. See how some, suddenly the show's now working for some reason? And then before it wasn't working? There's literally no explanation I can give you as to why that it happens or doesn't. Sorry that it does. <laughs> I have been working on this, obviously, this whole time. And, uh, yeah. So those are some things that stuck with me. Any other questions about... Uh, David Cronenberg, I'm happy to field them. He's he's definitely one of the coolest, creepiest. David Cronenberg himself, by the way. Not only is he Canadian, not only is he near blind, by the way. He's almost blind. His glasses are like this thick. He's almost 80. He's 79 years old. It's incredible. He's still making these creepy movies. But uh, he was uh, in the movie Nightbreed. He's like the main character in those horror movies directed by, I think those are... I believe it's Nightbreed, and I think, uh, who directed those? Stan Winston, I guess? I don't know. Or is that Pumpkinhead? I forget. But he's in the, he's he's actually an actor, too. But not because he's an actor, just because someone was like, hey, I like David Cronenberg, I want you to be in this movie because you're Danny, David Cronenberg. It's very much similar to Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog, the director, he's in The Mandalorian, remember? Thank you guys for watching and supporting the show. I mean, it is what it is, right? Don't you hate that phrase? It is what it is. It is what it ain't, right? Am I right? It ain't what it isn't. 
maybe I'll maybe I'll plug this microphone into my brain. You know, one day I think that all of this stuff will stream directly out of my brain. And we'll still probably have the same technological problems the entire time. Is this Will says, I actually say the fly in the theater. I actually say, saw, the, I think you said saw the fly in the theater. It also had the nastiest, oiliest popcorn ever. So you remember the oily popcorn while he's vomiting on donuts. So that that's probably the thing. I do remember, um, I think I went to a barbecue. I saw the movie The Fly when I was a kid. No, this is actually one of the things that stuck with me. I saw the movie Gremlins when I was a kid. And then we went to go eat at Arby's after. When we saw the movie Gremlins. And if you remember the movie Gremlins, there are like these cocoons, I believe. Were they like cocoon, like little things, little cocoons that the the little mogwais turned into cocoons and then they hatched as gremlins? And there was a very specific look that they had. And I remember eating my Arby's, my roast beef sandwich. By the way, I think Arby's stands for RB, roast beef. It's just, just uh, speculation. It's just an inference I'm making based on the, the name of the restaurant. If you want to call it that, a restaurant. But I remember looking at the roast beef and going, this looks exactly like the Magua cocoons. I want to throw up now. That's when I became a vegetarian. That's not true. I became a vegetarian uh, much more recently in life. Isis Wilson has totally contributed to the nastiness of the film. Translation, que sera, sera. Well, now we're cooking. Now we're cooking with fire. Now we're cooking some roast beef. Speaking of roast beef, if you look at the fleshy stuff that David Cronenberg puts in his movies, there's a lot of it. A lot of gross beef. But I think there's something really cool about that because it does make you feel something that you don't quite feel in any other movies. And that, to me, it's the mark of a true artist. I think art, in general, should make you think or feel. Think and or feel. Immediately. Without prompting. Like, if you look at a piece of art, if it's good, you will think and or feel something. And... uh that's really the only requirement. Good art, anyway. Because then you can go like illustration and background art and stuff. And sometimes it's just kind of there as visual noise. But then there's sometimes art. You just you look at it and you, and you think and or feel something. And every time I look at something that David Cronenberg makes, I think and or feel something. Also, you know, I think it's the art, the mark of a good good artists that you know who the the artist is as soon as you see their art and i think that artists should use every tool at their disposal and every emotion that they can possibly try to evoke or what they specialize in evoking because i think that if you feel something that you haven't quite felt before that's really valuable that's really valuable especially when an artist can can evoke that feeling over and over again like Cronenberg every time I watch it I'm like oh I got that feeling that gross feeling I love it it's a feeling I'm not used to seeing did I talk about existence I did talk at length about existence about the the rubbing of the the game system <laughs> the organic game system that they could rub and it's got like little bulges and little knobs it's got like little protuberances I'll call them <laughs> because it's a very very uh, fleshy piece of 
thing that is a game system. So imagine a PlayStation, but it's got like boobs or something. Um, and a lot of you, I'm sure, have a play, PlayStation like that. I shouldn't say boobs. I'll just say nipples. That's, that is a universal. It's a universal trait of humans. So it's just weird because they're like rubbing this thing and tweaking it. And then like they're, they're having this weird experience. <laughs> Studio 88 says, I always find it interesting when people known for directing end up acting in other famous directors movies. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? You know, like, for instance, here's a great example of that. Um, Francois Francois Mitterrand was the uh, prime minister of France. No. um, What's that guy that was in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, my favorite Spielberg movie, because it has music. It's about music, aliens. Music being the universal language. Uh, Let's see. Francois Truffaut. That's it. Francois Truffaut. Francois Truffaut is a very famous French director, and he plays the dude in the movie that uh, that was directed by Steven Spielberg. Spielberg's like, yo, Francois Truffaut, why don't you be in my movie? Because you're a great director, and I just want you in my movie. Why not? John Cassavetes was in a lot of movies, and he's a director. Um, But sometimes actors are also known for directing, but there are some directors that are just in movies for some reason. What was it? Gary Marshall would be in movies, and... Sidney Pollack, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people do it. Little cameos. What I don't like is when M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong is in the movie. Listen, I'm not being mean about his name. I'm just making fun of the way it sounds. Don't come at me <laughs> that I'm making fun of somebody's name. Come on, my name is Air, Airhead Dryer. Airy Dryer. Look, see? It goes every which way. I'm not being sexist. So, I'm just saying... uh M. Night Shyamalan shows up in his movies, and it's always too much. I'm always like, dude, just stick to writing Stuart Little, too. Okay? Uh, Truffaut. Yeah. I can tell how long the delay is now in <laughs> in the feed. It's about a minute and a half, I think. I can't seem to get the comments to show up. Here, let's try again. I'm going to try to get the comments to show up. Because I don't know. Watch this, guys. But raise your hand if you think that M. Night Shyamalan should not do such lengthy. Because they're not really quite cameos. There's, he plays a small part in his movies. Cameos are when the, someone shows up for one line and then walks away. He shows up for like entire scenes. And you're like, Ugh, here's the scene with M. Night Shyamalan. It's not quite like, yeah, Sidney Pollack. It's, it's not quite like Alfred Hitchcock. Because everybody says how like Alfred Hitchcock was the king of his own cameos. But Alfred Hitchcock literally just would walk on and then walk off. He'd say one line and leave. But, you know, I think that M. Night Shyamalan is, uh, it hangs out for, like a, for way too long in his, his movies. Not sure how to embed that. Anyway, it's not working. Maybe tomorrow it'll work. Hmm. Here, I'm going to do this. 
I just want to pass out right now because I, I I was out in the I was out running and uh, I shouldn't have run. I think I'm coming down with something. Not COVID, I I don't think, but I was I did take the flu shot. Now everybody's coming down with the flu or a cold right now, and I've been feeling run down this last couple of days, and and I'm like maybe I have a low grade flu because I did take the flu vaccine. The one year I didn't take the flu vaccine several years ago, I got so sick. Actually, it was 2020. I didn't take the flu vaccine in 2019, late 2019. And then in 2020, February, I was late January and into February. So three solid weeks of just being down for the count. I could, I was so sick. And then after the fact, I was like, oh, I probably caught COVID. I probably had COVID early. Um, And that was the first time in my life I ever got the flu or got sick to that extent where I was in bed for about, and there were two days where I was in bed going, oh, I see how people could die from this. Like I was really sick. And I, thankfully I lived like two blocks from an emergency room, but I was like thinking that was the first time I had the thought that, oh, that this flu, yeah, that could be lethal. Um, but thankfully Go get your flu shots. Go get your vaccine. Go get your vaccines, people. Go get them. Because you can get really sick. Is this Will says the delay varies by platforms. I was watching on Twitter and it seemed to be more up to speed. Yeah, Twitter seems to have like the straight, most straightforward stream situation. Is this Will says it's grown over time. With his appearances, more like Spike Lee. Yeah, Spike Lee plays full-on roles in his movies. He has made himself the central plot catalyst at at least two films. Yeah. You know which movie I saw by M. Night Shyamalan recently? It was his most recent film, the, what was it called? Old? It was bad. That's a bad movie. This dude has not made a good movie in since The Sixth Sense, in my opinion. The Sixth Sense was good. Uh, Unbreakable was okay. It was pretty good. Uh, let's see. What was the other one? I actually liked the movie Signs. I thought it was not bad. People hated the whole water thing, and I was like, yeah, well, whatever. What are you, how are you going to end a movie? Everything about that movie creeped me out up until the very end where you're like, okay, I guess they're going to kill the aliens with water. Sure. And then The Happening came along, and I was like, oh, this movie's terrible. It's dumb. What do you want me to go outside and kill myself? No. Uh, that movie's bad. Also, I think Split wasn't bad. Split was enjoyable because I like James McAvoy. If you want to go see a movie with James McAvoy flexing, just flexing the whole time, literally flexing and just flexing his acting chops, go see the movie Split. It's good. I hadn't seen the movie Glass, but that movie I heard was stupid. But the movie Old, come on, guys. The movie Old. Oof. I'm going to tell you why it was bad. Uh, uh, the script <laughs> and all of the shots I feel like M. Night Shyamalan wanted to make every shot seem interesting in the movie old because the whole movie takes place on a beach everybody rapidly ages but none of the dialogue nothing that the people say in that entire movie makes any sense and I remember watching the movie going okay is this supposed to be weird on purpose are people supposed to be talking stiltedly to each other? Is this part of 
the the way he's telling the story. No, it's just bad dialogue. Like there's a scene where the dude from uh, from Lost, he's like, "This is my wife. She has epilepsy." <laughs> Nobody just, hey, hello, my name's John. I'm a doctor, but this is my wife. She has epilepsy. Where where is your hotel? What are it, like? It was just the weirdest, dumbest dialogue ever. The visit was solid. I haven't seen the visit. I imagine the visit's about aliens. I don't know. I figured out a lot of his twists because he used to be the king of twists, um, plot twists. The Village, yeah, The Village. That's the one I was talking. I was just about to say. Studio Eight H reminds us that The Village is all right, <laughs> except before I went to see the movie. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen The Village, which is like twenty years old, I'm going to spoil it for you. I before I saw the movie, before I saw the movie, I saw everybody was like dressed up in this weird, like old medieval—not medieval, but like pilgrim, pure Puritan vibe. It was very Midsummer before Midsummer. You know what I mean? And I'm like watching these people dressed up like this. And I go, watch this be the modern world, and they're just hanging out in a cult. <laughs> so then the entire movie, I'm like. Watch this be the modern world and they're just hanging out in some cult. This isn't a period piece. It's just the modern world and they're hanging out in a cult. And then the whole time, that's what I thought. And then that's what happened. And I'm like, come on, M. Night Shyamalan. You're losing your Shyamalan shine. Glass was horrible, says is this Will. After Earth was also terrible. I never saw After Birth, but I heard it was bad. It's got Will Smith. Does he slap a fool in that? Mainly because of the accents and script. Also, he didn't he do Avatar with us, Waterbender or Airbender or something? He's just like killing it. He's killing it in the worst way. You're just kind of like, hey, M. Night Shyamalan, you killed it. No, but I mean you killed it. You made it bad. You made it worse. Thanks, M. Night. The Visit was a straight horror movie. Speaking of straight horror movies, again, I don't know what your requirement is for a horror movie or a good movie or a bad movie, but me, the reason why I like David Cronenberg so much is just because he makes me feel weird. He makes me feel weird. You know, like when you like climb the rope in gym class? That's, that's how I feel when I'm watching David Cronenberg movies. What else did you say? The village was a was predictable though. Yes, Studio at H. I agree. The village was predictable. I predicted. I definitely predicted that. I do like Sigourney Weaver though. And also, the name Sigourney is just, that's just a cool name. You can go around with a name like Sigourney and just be like, oh yeah, give this person a job, make them an actor, make them the best part of the movie Alien. They should have just listened to her. That's another movie where I I watch it. I'm grossed out and I feel weird things. It's just, it's just a alien is cool. See, I guess Cronenberg and the movie Alien are almost cousins because Alien is very like, it's psychosexual. It's weird. It's just like there's a there's an alien that's like a feminine but masculine but feminine type of creature. It actually impregnates a man in the movie, and it comes out of the body, and and you're just like. It's it it just plays with the psyche. It plays with the ideas of masculine and feminine in really cool ways 
that we're just not used to. It's like a phallic alien, but a very female type of creature. It's very strange. Very strange for us to tr- to synthesize those things. Because uh, generally, they work in concert with each other. They like... I'm learning about the energies and, and stuff. I'm learning about the energies of the universe, man. Yeah. So, like, they work together. Like, one works with the other. One, the, the presence of one defines the presence of the other in a lot of ways. So when you combine those in a, in a imbalanced way, in a weird way, you probably feel it. Have I ever told you the happening joke? You no, know, what's happening? Does it involve a rerun? Or Dwayne? Or Raj? Or D? If you know what I'm talking about. Is this Will? You're probably in that at Studio 8H. Yeah, you guys remember what's happening. Hey, is this Will? Is it here? Is this Will? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I just talked about what's happening. Do you ever watch that show as a kid? I watched that show every single day after school. I loved it. You must have started that right when you I went to that show? switch to get into this you. course. If you're talking, I can you. Good golly. Oh, I see oh, you. No. I see you talking. Let's see if I could if I could do the. I could hear you come in and out. I see Take you talking. Two. I see it, but I can't hear it. You can't hear me. Not <laughs> just how it's going to be today. <laughs> Oh, is this well? If you could write it out, I can hear you popping in and out of the room. Here, let me close this and open this again. I'm I'm about to um, <clears throat> listen. I stuck with it. I think I should be commended for getting back up and lifting this heavy weight over my head and continuing on with the show <laughs> with uh, a completely. I don't know. The wind is just out of my sails when the show doesn't start off right. I'm so excited every day to bring you something firing out of a cannon and just hot, full throttle. I want to come at you full throttle every day with something special, with something new, with something mildly amusing and highly entertaining and fun and funny. And maybe you reminisce about being a kid, maybe watching movies and watching Raj rerun and Dwayne and the gang. But sometimes the computer doesn't work, and I, I just want to go jump off a building. Uh, I had a crush on D. She took no crap for real. D was D was the best. She was so funny because she was <laughs> she was straight up. You know, she's like the precursor to Small Wonder. <laughs> but she was so funny. She ran that. She ran that house. I remember that episode of uh, what's happening when they stole the Doobie Brothers. They re- they did a bootleg of the Doobie Brothers. They brought a tape recorder in and they recorded the concert. And the Doobie Brothers was like, that's not cool, man. Don't record the Doobie Brothers without the Doobie Brothers' permission. And I was like, come on, man. You're the Doobie Brothers. Why don't you go smoke a Doobie Brothers? Uh, are you there? More calling Austin. Come in, Austin. I got to just get that sound effect and put that. Yeah, I'm going to get that right now. Okay, well, you might have to write it out, and I'll have to read it aloud, because 
Because you know why. <laughs> we can't even see the comments. We can't even hear the comments. It's good. It's fine. This might as well just be me alone in a closet talking to a carrot stick. Because that's, that's how I feel sometimes. But I appreciate you guys listening. Um, I don't know. If you guys have any recommendations of guests you'd like on the show, I would uh, maybe I'll try to get them. I, I mean, I'll, I got to try. I got to try somewhere. We got to have some people talking on the show. Things have to start working. Lots of cool stories in this movie. All we are seeing. Oh, yeah. I see that. I see what you're saying. Well, it's about that time where uh, I stick a needle in my eye. I know I've been talking about David Cronenberg so much that I'm just reciting body horror proposals. <sighs> I see you, Will. Do you want to try to say something again? See if it works. Uh, weirdly, I hear the Discord, but I I don't, and I see that you're talking, but I know that you guys out there can hear him talking. I just can't. I'm gonna do one last thing today. Well, if you just want us to just start t- talking about it, you could do that because I'm sure the people out there can hear you. I just can't. Uh, Will, are you there? So you just saw the playback and the audio of me is on the stream. Well, okay. Well, go ahead and do that, Will. You could take over the show for the next 30 seconds to one minute or to four hours. Oh, he's gone. And he's gone. Get Greg to come on the show. Yeah, I will get Greg to come on the show. I asked him. I just want the show to function right. And every day I get discouraged when I I spend all this time trying to figure out what's wrong and I can't figure it out. And then I don't want someone to come on the show like when Brian came on the show. It's like a paralysis by analysis. And nothing worked. And I had to cancel the show. And there's like literally 30 seconds of me talking to Brian and... It's an existential crisis. <laughs> How do I make the show better without making it worse? That's what I say. I will get Greg to come on the show. He said he'd be happy to. I just don't want to let him down. That's the thing. I don't want to let people down. I want to be their champion. You know? I want to support people. Yo, you can't hear well. Let me get this uh, sound effect in here. Let me just get this sound effect. Or uh, put some lotion in the basket. Uh, puts the lotion on its skin or gets the hose again. I, I joke about Buffalo Bill all the time because one of the greatest characters in cinema history. Again, another one of my favorite movies. Horror movie. Is that a horror movie or a psychological thriller? What would you call Silence of the Lambs? All right, well, this isn't working. <clears throat> Is this Will? If you, if you can't do it in the next minute, I'm going to end the stream because I'm bad about as much as I could take. <laughs> and, uh, but I, and I support, I appreciate your support, and I support you for watching me, and I support you for supporting me. I support that.
I'm a fan of it. I'm just flustered. I've been flustered for an hour. Um, I feel like I got slapped in the face by Will Smith right at, with, with this show. I really do. I, I, I don't know how... Uh, I'm going to take the weekend. I'm going to figure it out. Oh, it's Easter. Good Friday. Good Friday, everybody. Have a happy Easter. What are you going to do for Easter? I'm going to go watch... Uh, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to be like Hosier, and I'm going to take me to church, and I'm going to watch uh, Megan's boyfriend, Sean, play uh, the trumpet. And I don't know. I forgot to ask Megan if she's going to wear a big hat. Anyway, show's over. You're going to have to have people over in person. Yes, I will have people here sitting right here. Um, you're just going to have to suck it up and figure out a way to get a new computer. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. You're right, Studio 8H. I'm just going to have to suck up all of the cash that y'all send me through Patreon and Twitch. <laughs> Maybe I'll just do that. But here's the thing, Studio 8H. I don't even know if it's the computer. I don't know what... It must be the computer. It's got to be the computer, right? At this point... But then... I don't know. Why don't I spend $3,000 trying to figure that out? Is the stream still going? I can't tell with the delay. It is still going. There are horrific things in the movie, but it is a psychological thriller. Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play! Monday to Friday play. We'll have a wonderful weekend. Let me try to figure this out. Uh... Oh, I was done. I was done figuring things out. Okay, have a great weekend. Will! Well, I gotta go now. I'm crestfallen. Unless you want to take over the show. I can't hear you, but... Go ahead, take over the show. I'm gonna sit back. Discord is just being so weird. I didn't need to close Discord. Oh. What happened? I was ready. I was ready to just... Sit back and let you take... Okay, go ahead. Why is this still showing me in Discord? I'm going to listen to it. At this point... Are you there? Can you hear me? I wouldn't be spending the money. I would be investing it. This show is great. I'm listening to it online. All right. We're <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Oh, oh, my God. That was hilarious what I just said like a minute and a half ago. Can you hear me? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, Will. Uh, you can't hear me? Oh, there he is. This is ridiculous. It's like oh, the Martian. He sounds like choppy. It sounds like chop meat. 
Just an experiment. So weird. I feel like I need to just throw my computer away right now. Yep. I think it's me. Well, it sounds like chop meat. Oh, I, I realize why now. I just, I just realized why. I don't know when you'll hear this. I'm gonna go type it. <laughs> I feel like this is the. This must have been what it was like when they first figured out how to do radio. <laughs> what did he say? Will, is this Will? Uh, I am connected. Stop. It sounds like it's choppy. Stop. You guys still entertained? Are you not entertained? Because I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to go see that movie, Anything and Everything, all of the time. Will, is, is Will talking? Is Will Wheaton? All right, Will, it sounds like chopped meat. I'm going to end the stream. We're going to have to talk about this tomorrow. We're going to have to talk about this on another show. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I, I can't. I can't anymore. You've watched him. You've watched a man melt. You've watched a guy turn from ice cream into a puddle of the f of fly vomit. It's over. Game over, man. It's game over. Let me end on a good note. Um, have a great weekend. Eat some candy. Eat as much candy as possible. 